to the forefront of the fashion industry. First of all, mad mad love to you guys for tuning in again this week. It honestly means so much to have you guys as part of our ever-growing AA family. Defo come through also on our website where you can also be first to know about our super exciting and long-awaited clothing launch this summer. And I know it's honestly been such a long time coming. Trust me, in these long-awaited months, I've been refining, improving, developing to make sure this launch is going to be super, super dope and you guys have fire fits to come out of lockdown with. So yeah, to keep up to date with AA's first sustainably driven streetwear collection, sign up to our email list at www.com animaanimus.co.uk where signing up will also give you automatic access to our membership area for even more sustainable fashion goodies. So speaking about streetwear, this week's spotlight is an awesome fashion media outlet and future marketplace called My Brother's Friend, which I actually came across on Instagram. I love their concept, love their vision, what they're doing. And so the first time on the show, we're actually having a three-way conversation. So it's either going to be super fun or a super hot mess, even both, but we shall see. So we are joined by the lovely Sophia and Nisha, who are based in Boston, and they are the incredible duo behind My Brother's Friend. It's a platform where they're able to explore their passion for meeting creatives across the globe, and they're also fellow podcasters. So you guys should definitely check out their show as well, because I discovered so many cool talents from various creative industries. They explore further beyond just fashion. So their season one started off with exploring the streetwear space and then they moved on to season two, which widened up the scopes and they've interviewed artists, designers, writers. So it's a really, really cool show where you can really get your head into conversations with death. And that's what I really love about discovering these artisanal brands because they have so much more to say with fashion with what they create their art mediums so yeah definitely check out my brother's friends podcast as well for some super cool up and coming and new artists so now without further ado it is a pleasure to welcome Sophia and Nisha to the AA family this week to chat about all things streetwear, culture and their next big moves for MBF. What's up guys? Welcome to the Anima Animus podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much Thank for so having much for- us. Yeah, we, we always do this. <laughs> oh god, yeah, this is going to bring it okay. That's the beauty of our first freeway conversation on this show. So it's going to be super exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it will be it will be a hot mess. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into our icebreaker game. So it's called AA Assumptions. And I will ask you guys three assumptions and you reply if you think it's true or false and why. So you ready? Yes. Yeah, ready. 
So the first assumption is artisanal brands are pricey. Do you think that's true or false? True and false, I would say. At the same I would time. say true. But I, for the most part, true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually saw like... I saw like a TikTok on this actually <laughs> earlier today. Like it was like why, you know, people don't like buying from small brands because they're more expensive. But then that's because we by default compare those brands to fast fashion, like giant corporations that don't pay fair wages to the people that actually make their clothes. Um, and which is why like more ethical artisanal brands are more more expensive. So mm-hmm. actually I would. Yeah, I would say true. Yeah, so I say true also, not with, like, a negative connotation either. I think it's, like, what we should all start to expect to pay for clothes, honestly, and just buy yeah. less clothes less often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. I think we're just so used to the fast fashion prices that we, yeah, we just forget how every stage and every process has an actual price to it, mm-hmm. whether it be, like, labor or environmental and social costs. There's so much to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Amazing. So then our second assumption is to be fashionable, you need to be up to date and wear trends. False. false. <laughs> yeah, definitely false. I think like being fashionable is like the opposite of being trendy. It's like all about knowing your personal style and buying things and wearing things that resonate with like your personal style. So and that might not look like what everyone else wears. So yeah. I think, yeah, totally false. Definitely. I feel like if you try to keep up with trends religiously, then you're just blowing away so much money. And it's more interesting to have your own like cultivated style outside of trends because like a trend literally comes and goes and but your style should just be, you know, your style shouldn't have to rely on something that comes and goes like that. So, yeah, definitely. I think it's also like adapting trends per se to the style like to your personal style which buying into plain trends that they're giving to us it's like yeah there's not much of a personal element to it really yeah Mm -hmm. definitely so then the third and final assumption which ablo kind of already Mm -hmm. put it out there a few was it like years now i don't know time flies but yeah the third assumption is streetwear is dead i would say true 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 ish like maybe like true and false i would say false just in the sense that the people who truly own streetwear like it's not gonna ever be dead for them you know what i mean like maybe what everyone the rest of the world knows as streetwear is like i don't think that's streetwear so maybe we can coin it as another term or something but i feel like those people (laughs) those skaters those like the people who love hip-hop music and those artists, like, I feel like they're never gonna, like, let that kind of element go. So that's why I, I don't think it's dead. But it might yes. be, we can just call it something else. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it is kind of dead just because, I don't know, I guess this is more of a pessimistic view of, like, the fashion industry, but I just feel like everything is so... Streetwear has just become, like, a very, I don't know hyper expensive and like kind of like an exclusive i mean that's like the hype side of streetwear i think is Mm. has become like just insanely ridiculous and just has gone too far in terms of like price point in terms of exclusivity um it's like only a you know certain group of people who have a lot of money can be a part of that type of fashion which is fine because i do also think that like 
the reason I say true and false is because I, I, I agree with Nisha. I feel like there is still, there will always be like, you know, the humble side of streetwear where, you know, it's more thrifty and it goes, you know, go back, goes back to the roots of skaters and surfers. But I do think that it's, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, it's gotten a little bit far. Yeah. I think it's one of those sectors that has evolved so quickly and so differently and almost kind of like tipped its head a little because yeah as you kind of like mentioned it started with being so like the humble beginnings and then now it's like mainstream and it's also from being kind of accessible like if you wanted to or like if you knew about that community and you wanted to be part of it it was a community that you could have embraced it but it wasn't as like this yeah Yeah. like hierarchical thing that has it built up to be yeah it's quite interesting exactly it's like kind of your it's just like not really smart consumption in my opinion I mean it it totally depends on everyone's buying habits and everything but just the way that people like to kind of flex their wealth like that is just Mm -hmm. kind of I don't know to me it's just kind of not not what I think streetwear is about but but it also totally depends on how you're defining streetwear, which is why our answers, like, differed also, you know? Yes, very true. Because it's, like, very you're true. you're talking about, like, hype beast streetwear, which is obviously, like, Dior Jordans and Babe and Off-White and really <laughs> crazy prices. And then, you know, my answer was, like, kind of, like, formulated or, like, given in the context of, like, I feel like what is, like, genuine streetwear, like, at least the humble beginnings of streetwear that kind of, like, was the foundation to all of this other stuff. Because obviously, like, it started with skaters and hip-hop artists who would kind of, like, influence these communities that really loved them. And then that's when you started getting Bape and Off-White. Like, even Stussy was, like, that guy was, like, a skater or something really involved in that kind of Mm. culture. And then that's when you get the hype beast stuff. And now, like, I think the two are so convoluted. Like, what is streetwear? You know, who does it belong to and all of that? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that, yeah. It's just, like, there's so many different definitions of it, and we just got to know which one we're, like, talking about, I guess. And I think that de- depends on who you are, too, and who's, like, the who's wearing the clothes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I would only say, I, I agree, and, like, Nisha and I have talked about defining streetwear a lot, um, and I fe- I've kind of just come to realize that I feel like that world of hype beast and that side of streetwear, I feel like, is the face of streetwear currently, like, that's yeah. what people immediately think about when they think streetwear. They think Dior Jordans. They think, um, I don't know, Bape, Kith, all those really expensive brands. Like, that's the face of streetwear. But it is true that there are a lot of different, like, avenues of streetwear and, like, the way people dress themselves. There's a whole thrifty side of it, too, where people really focus on just, like, reusing and, and just being, you know, mindful. And that's also a big part of streetwear. But I guess to me, I think... When I think face of streetwear, I think hype beast. And because I'm not, you know, because of what I said earlier, I feel like that's why I kind of like true and false. But yeah. Yeah. No, I so agree that there's different sub streetwears now, I feel like in the whole thing. Because I think it's also funny, um, like, you know, back in like the Tumblr days where streetwear for me was also not even like menswear stuff. It was more like European sort of chic elegant streetwear streetwear so when it was so funny because that was the streetwear that I kind of um 
yeah in that tumblr days and then now it's like okay streetwear is actually this because everyone knows it as the hype beast yeah i mean that's like really interesting also because i think sometimes like that european chic kind of style is something that i also had in mind for and then i was like and this is something that Sophia and I were like trying to figure out too, is like what's the difference between streetwear and street style? Because the names sound so similar that I think they're often like mixed up as well. And like when you think street style, I think of like kind of like leather trench coats, kind of like classy, but also a little like grungy because it's like street what street street style and stuff. But then streetwear is totally different than that and it's its own like genre of clothing. So I totally agree. Like that's something I got confused about too. So many avenues. But yeah, I'm sure we're going to dig into that deeper because there's so much to streetwear and its development throughout the years. But just so that our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, let's go into who Nisha and Sophia are and yeah, what made you start MBF and what it is today? Yeah, so I can start. Um, So, well, first of all, like we are two college students we go to Boston College um, and that's how we met we're both seniors here but we met when we were freshmen Um, and we decided to start this podcast uh, back when quarantine kind of took off um, in like May of 2020 Uh, we were both just home and we really wanted to do something and Sophia and I both like we both kind of have similar style and like similar music and just things like that we like traveling and we've had like some fun experiences recently like when we studied abroad in 2019 um and so I went to Cape Town and she went to Spain and we were just talking about like a bunch of different brands that we had found when we were over there in in, you know our respective study abroad countries um different brands and just like the clothing that we would observe people wearing on the streets and stuff and we just like were fascinated by how you know, like what kinds of things shape what people wear in different parts of the world, basically. Um, And that's what kind of initiated, like, I guess, the inspiration to start this podcast is we wanted to talk to people in different parts of the world and figure out what people are inspired by and influenced by when they put their outfits together and just like youth culture in general, like what kind of music do they listen to? Um, things that you kind of would figure out if you lived in a place like study abroad or something, but then you can just figure it out through like talking to someone from there. So that's kind of what we hope to like achieve with our podcast, I guess. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't really think there's anything to add to that. I feel like that that's like, that's kind of, you know, where we started and now we, um yeah it's been almost a year of us doing this podcast and we've really kind of expanded beyond fashion um you know just interviewing people that are in the fashion industry that was our initial actually like our main focus in the beginning was streetwear that was like the initial part of the 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 podcast and then we kind of expanded beyond just fashion we now talk to any kind of artist in any creative industry um just kind of learning about their process of creativity and what they do, you know, their design process. I, I kind of just already said that, but like, it's, it's really interesting. And we, and we talk to people from all over the world. Like, I think that's our main thing is we really try to go from any region possible, as many regions as possible, because there are so many different interesting, like cultural overlaps between, you know, creativity. Obviously those are like really heavily intertwined. 
And, you know, Nisha and I like have learned a lot about how social justice and creativity overlap and how people use that as like a means of protest. Um, just like a lot of very interesting like overlap between art and like society, culture, politics, all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's such a cool initiative because I first came across your podcast on Instagram and I was looking through the feed and I was like, oh my God, these are so many cool designers I've never heard of. And I was looking at them and it was like, uh, you had conversations with, I feel like designers from Egypt, Egypt, Palestine. And I was like, this is so dope. Like I've never come across any sort of, um, yeah, artisanal brands like this and they all have something to say. I think that's so cool that you've, chosen an audio space especially for something um so visual so yeah i think those conversations are definitely what brings to light um with the social justice messages that you just highlighted on because i think that's such a key thing to have um a space where they could voice their opinion and share their thoughts and then all that visual communication is then through the art so I think that's so so cool um actually I also wanted to ask why did you chose my brother's friend as Mm -hmm. the name because it's such a unique name oh that's all Nisha yes (laughs) so I honestly we were struggling to find a name like we were forcing ourselves to find a name for this podcast and at the time it was like about streetwear so we were like street snaps like (laughs) like just literally any kind of rendition of the word street like pairing we could think of that's what I I was just like this sounds so forced like not good um and then I think I just I was literally sitting on my couch when I thought of this and it's just like the premise of like what we're trying to do we're trying to share new brands with the world and I was thinking about like the times where I've discovered new brands and usually that's through other people like you'd ask someone where they got their t-shirt from or their hoodie from and they would say like oh "Oh, I've I discovered like my brother's friend has this brand and he gave me this hoodie or like my sister's friend my you know some mutual friend literally any mutual friend kind of relationship it doesn't matter like we just tried to kind of have my brother's friend be a general representation of all of those mutual relationships that kind of give you the best brand recommendations like music recs just any recommendations um like really and at the time it was also since we were kind of doing streetwear we were like I feel like names in the streetwear industry are kind of like arbitrary like babe and you know supreme and just like random things so it kind of fit (laughs) um and we've just kept it I I think yeah, and even though we're not really focusing on streetwear anymore, I think it's still like pretty representative of our mission and what we're trying to do. So, yeah, that's how that's how my brother's friend <laughs> came to life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really funny because what is interesting because um, the first thing actually that came to my mind when I read my brother's friend was something very biblical. Like you know, I think it's Abe <laughs> Abe and Cain or something. Oh, I oh, forgot the two okay. brothers, but Cain and Abel or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, and, like, my brother's friend has been, like, looking out for each other. So in the fashion content, it's, like, um, giving up, like, I don't know, like, that collaborative element. And I saw, you yeah. know, all the different designers that you showcase. So I was thinking, oh, maybe that's, like, the vibe we're going through. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting yeah. that you thought of it like that. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't even huh. expect it would, be, it would be two females running it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's something that we Nisha and I also talked about in the beginning of actually throughout this entire, you know, my brother's friend, like not making our brand overtly feminine, you know, whether that's with like our podcast icon or our Instagram, just any kind of like design aspect of my brother's friend. We've been kind of conscious, which is, you know, that kind of sucks that we have to be conscious about that, but not making this like a, a feminine brand because streetwear is actually like, you know, definitely, you know, more masculine than feminine in terms of like design. Also more men wear streetwear than women. Like it's just a very male dominated genre of fashion mm-hmm. and there are not that many women in the space. And so I think when we were like first starting out, I think my brother's friend is kind of cool because like, yeah, there are two women behind it and maybe you wouldn't expect that but yeah no that's why i actually vibe with it so much and it's really funny because i now think about all the dms i get through anima animus and they're like hey bro or like where'd you get this bro and i'm like okay <laughs> bro i mean i can't even be bothered to to say like who i really am so i'm like cool bro <laughs> Yeah, it's actually so funny because I remember when you reached out to us, I was trying to figure out who you were <laughs> because like you're you're yeah. you're not really on your Instagram like anima animus at all. So mm. I'm like, I was like very confused <laughs> for a little bit. Me yeah. too. Yeah, but I could. Yeah, me too. But I could tell you were, you were a girl based on the way you texted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know we've known our text languages. amazing yeah so you touched upon a little bit about why you're so passionate about streetwear you know you're that curiosity with what people are wearing why they're wearing it and that's kind of how you started building up the concept of mbf which is so so cool so i would love to also ask if you had a recommendation for an for one upcoming or low-key brand or like designer each for our listeners to keep an eye on today who would it be and why he's going first <laughs> oh gosh i thought about this actually um and i have one that i didn't find through the podcast it's actually one that i just found through in cape town while i was studying abroad but i love their brand so much um it's called art club and friends and they just have the most like wearable high quality pieces that are like not even that like they're obviously pricier than what you'd find at like Zara or like H&M or something like that but they're not like outrageously expensive for like very basic pieces I see I think sometimes with like artisanal brands it's hard to find those clothing brands that produce like a t-shirt or like socks or you know like very basic clothing that you normally get from like Target or something Um, but they produce this kind of stuff and it's all just it's it's like um, produced locally in in Cape Town and I think it's like all organic cotton and stuff um, and they just have yeah yeah love their brand and I love their mission too so that's my recommendation that's a good one I actually did not think well so I I mean it's really easy it would be easy for me to just like list off people that we've had on the podcast which I would recommend any of their brands to anyone they're incredible but I recently, like a couple months ago, found this brand and we posted a picture of their their work on our website. But it's called, and I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm definitely going to butcher it, but it's called like um, Carele or something, or Carele or something like that. I think it's Carele. And it, yeah, they're, they're based good. in Lagos, Nigeria, and they make the most beautiful leather shoes. And it's spelled K K E R E L E, um, 
and you know you should definitely check them out like they make the most beautiful shoes and they're very just like clean clean brand make they make sandals they make slip-on shoes they make heels loafers flats like any kind of you know design and they're really unique designs as well um and I they also I don't know their colors are just beautiful and I would definitely I've been thinking about buying a pair of shoes from them because I really they're just very interesting so I would definitely keep your eye out yeah, I can think of so many, but you could just look at our website, like the the database on our on our thing. What do you call it? Um, it just says brands on our website. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's how then it's starting to evolve into a more marketplace, right? And I know you guys are thinking about uh, transforming MBF into somewhere that they could. The, the listeners could also buy and interact with the brands. So is there, is that, is there any more kind of hints and, uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. little sneak peeks of what's to come or is it still in the works? Still in the works, definitely. I mean, we want, I think with everything going on with school and, and just like this is like the really the final push until the end and then we graduate, Um so it's been hard to kind of manage that, just working on the marketplace and working on, you know, school, podcast, website, whatever. So that's definitely something that we're looking more towards during the summer. Um, but we're really excited about it. I think we definitely have, you know, there's a lot to say about how people, you know, it's hard to find new brands and it's hard to find, you know, replacements for like the bigger brands that everyone shops at all the time, like Zara, H&M. Um, so I think we're, yeah, we're really excited to kind of like offer a marketplace that would really give people kind of like a breath of fresh air with where they buy their clothes from. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is likely, hopefully will be coming out sometime this summer. So yeah. Hey, that's so, so exciting. Wait, I'm so mm-hmm. curious now, where, where do you start when you're searching for new brands? Instagram always I think it's like it's I mean okay so a couple so on our podcast we also ask our guests for each episode we ask them like are there any brands that you'd recommend like and they will give us like a you know collectively all of our guests there's a lot of brands that they've recommended to us and those are brands that we also post on our Instagram but in general I think we we mostly use Instagram, just kind of like, you know, looking around, you know, seeing what influencers are wearing, seeing like, I don't know, we have a lot of like suggested like Instagram pages profiles that are mostly brands. So yeah, that's cool. Do you guys ever spot pieces that people wear on the streets and like ask them or no? <laughs> We've never done that. No, <laughs> But I've, there's that one British guy or English guy that does that. Um, on YouTube have you seen him that streetwear guy so it's just awesome do you know what I'm talking about um, <laughs> he like does a bunch of videos going up to people like how much does your outfit oh, cost you, you get, mean I see cough maybe the I don't cough. actually know his name yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you spell that just I see um I see why and then k-o-f I believe like he goes to London Soho right and be like how much is your outfit and stuff Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Actually, I feel like a lot of... I can't, I'm thinking of many people that do oh, that, but, like... Yeah. Is it him? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watch a lot of his videos, actually. 
they're really interesting because mm. they're actually real yeah. life people as well they're not even faking their style mm-hmm. <laughs> right exactly exactly so no like we we don't really do <laughs> that but um but i like to watch that kind of stuff yeah yeah no we should do that though i feel like i mean at our school it's there's not really uh, i mean okay there there are very few people in my opinion that have like a good sense of style or like our school is very like not very unique TikTok i don't want to f- <laughs> yeah it's just very like trendy regular there aren't there aren't that many like really out there people honestly including myself like i could probably be more out there with my style as well but there aren't that many people i think at this at the school that we go to that really dress uniquely i think it's a lot of kind of the same so when i see people walking around i'm never tempted to be like whoa where'd you get that Mm. like that you know sweater from because it's just like probably from i can probably list like five brands and it's probably (laughs) gonna be one of those brands you know i see so yeah no i get what you mean because I guess because I went to a very uh, fashion school. So there yeah. were, you know, like flamboyant as you can get. <laughs> Which is awesome. I'm sure like, that was it's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. I feel like having that around you also like kind of helps you to go outside of the box and yeah. test your style out. Definitely. And mm-hmm. it's such a place where like you don't, ha- you don't fear judgment. They can wear the wackiest things. It's really funny because um, I don't know. There's a page an Instagram page, someone made it for the campus. So it's Central St. Martins. They made a whole like um, students of Central St. Martins and they'll just snap random people in their clothes. And honestly, I was scrolling through and I was like, what the hell? Like I wouldn't even mm-hmm. expect it, it would, to be wearable, but they make it work. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I, yeah. I wish I was surrounded by more people like that. <laughs> it's really wacky though, like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Like I've mentioned before on an episode, but the wildest costume, I was going to say, not even outfit, was um, like a big Victorian like doll dress. And she had like a full on wig as well. And like all her makeup was like super like a doll. And it was just like, wow. It was a Mm 9am lecture. So I'm like, oh, wow. That's crazy. They're committed to it. (laughs) Was it just like an was it for something or that was just like her outfit that for the was day? just her outfit and it was crazy because i saw her again on campus um another time and she was with an, like a group of friends who had all this exact same style so it was just a <laughs> bunch of wow. dolls wow yeah it was so that's surreal <laughs> that's, that's crazy wild. but that's also really crazy. really cool yeah yeah that I, is really cool you see stuff like that yeah it's yeah yeah it's um interesting (laughs) yeah yeah for sure definitely interesting um so yeah you've also you guys also mentioned how you started um focusing around streetwear for i think was season one and then you shifted it to more of like a cultural and lifestyle aspect for season two um i'd be so interested to like expand on your thoughts around that and like why you made that shift well, I, I guess I, I wouldn't really say lifestyle, but so much as just like a like creative podcast. Like we inter we interview like creatives from all different industries now, mm-hmm. um, talking more about like their art and more of a, like design. Like we get, I think we get a little more technical into like the stuff now, into the content of our podcast now. 
um, than we did before with streetwear. I'd say that was probably more cultural. Um, and we did that because I think we did it for a couple of reasons. One is that we were interviewing a bunch of like sh- people in the streetwear industry, realizing that like it's so intertwined with a bunch of other creative communities, like Sophia was saying earlier. So like we interviewed um, like P Thug, who's a musician, um, and he had like his own. Um, interesting thoughts on like streetwear we interviewed like stylists designers um and we just thought it was really cool and we wanted to open it up and not like limit ourselves to just like designers specifically even though like we still love interviewing designers like they're all still really cool but we wanted to get into music and painting and stuff like that as well um and then the other reason is I think it was just like like we talked about a little bit earlier we were not sure like how we felt about what streetwear is today and if we really wanted to labeling ourselves as streetwear when there's so many different ideas of what it is and there's like this tiktok idea of it and we just did not want to want to have any part in that i think um and yeah so those are like kind of the two reasons i would say yeah i think also like in our first season we talked to um i don't know big like pivotal point for me i don't know about unisha but like was when we interviewed mira Um, she is like a Palestinian fashion designer living in Gaza and she owns a brand, um, and her brand is all about kind of like reclaiming the Palestinian narrative and like, you know, reclaiming like Palestinian femininity and all of that. And we, that was like the first interview we did where we really delved into like politics and social justice and like the culture in Palestine and just like her life living in a city under siege. Um, And it was like, it was felt so much more interesting and fulfilling and like, just like had a lot more substance than our previous episodes, which were great interviews too. They were really fun, but mostly just purely was about fashion, purely was about like design and creativity and blah, blah, blah. So I think um, after that interview with Mira, we kind of both, realized that we wanted to talk more about like those things and how like politics and fashion like intersect or how like you can use your brand as a way to kind of like promote social issues um which we definitely do like you know it's I don't know like the first episode of this season was with this um South Asian singer named Zoya and she talked a lot about how like in the pop industry in the U.S., there isn't a lot of there. There isn't any South Asian representation. Like you can't think of one South Asian pop star in the U.S. And how she's trying to kind of break that barrier with her like Indian identity and her American identity, and just it was super interesting. And I feel like that has a lot more substance than just talking about streetwear, just talking about fashion. Um, so I think even beyond like going, even just going beyond fashion, I think in general we kind of wanted to be a little bit more like personal with our interviews and really get to like the crux of some other really interesting issues. Yeah, I think it's that level of depth, isn't it? Because you can get so many other podcasts where, especially the streetwear ones, where they only talk about like the drops or something, like so Mm -hmm. on the first layer of everything and there's not like, yeah, much depth to it. I think that's how that's where we found we find our proper niches because I really enjoy like the sustainability side to it so I love listening to like the brands and how they tackle this issue from either an environmental or social issue and it's all about even I mean recently I've had a conversation where she was talking about her 
addiction to fashion and how she went down to like a 100k depth and it was so deep and such a like emotional spiritual level and it's like these levels are what is kind of also missing because fashion is so visual so we kind of also forget about uh other things that it's associated with so yeah i definitely Mm -hmm. agree that there's so much more um depths to uncover it's like that iceberg like digging deeper and it's what's more interesting when they use uh fashion and art as a medium to to express their different walks of life i suppose yeah definitely yeah and i think as like an interviewer or like being on the other side yeah it's just always like so much more fulfilling when you come out of a conversation and you feel like you really like wow that was like or even when you hear people say like wow I listened to your episode and like that was it was really I learned a lot about like I don't know the ish conflict in Beirut or something like that yeah it's just a lot more like fulfilling I think yeah I've learned like a ton from I mean when I first started listening to podcasts I listened to a ton of um like the BOF podcast or like conscious chatter and I learned so much that's why I was like I really want to have my own conversations around this is this yeah it's a good place to to learn for sure especially directly with the artists themselves and the creators themselves yeah yeah Mm -hmm. amazing are there any sort of exciting projects that you're currently working on with MBF I would just say the marketplace. <laughs> I don't I feel like that's kind of the the main thing that would be working on. Yeah, um, I think we're just trying to like transition our platform into, um, you know, right now it's kind of just like media and content and stuff, but we really want it to be a place where people go to find new brands and to like look towards another way of shopping. Um, so that's kind of what we hope to achieve with the marketplace and that should fingers crossed becoming this summer sometime that's what i would say is like the biggest thing in the works which is like huge on its in its in its like own front so it's like other than that i'd say like that's that, there's not much it's just yeah, like that i definitely feel that because yeah yeah i know mm-hmm. it's so hard to like juggle a lot of things at the same time but yeah, for our listeners who want to keep in touch and stay updated with what you guys do where can our listeners find you yeah, so you can, they could go to www.mybrothersfriend.com, which is currently our website and like the main source where you can find everything that we do. So you can find the podcasts, our social media links, um, you can find the brand databases of all of our favorite brands that we've like discovered through this whole process, um, and just like biographies on all of our guests, um, and some articles that we've written as well. So. Um, that's like the main source you can also check out our instagram which is just my brother's at my brother's friend um and yeah our podcast is available on all major streaming platforms but primarily like you know apple music and spotify if that's where you guys want to check it out yes our listeners definitely need to check out your episodes too because they are amazing but once again thank you so so much you guys for joining me and the AA family this week we really really appreciate it thank you so much for having us this was yeah. like so nice to be it's nice being interviewed <laughs> yeah this is the first time we were on the interview wings uh interview worse no interview me <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. this is fun
So we may have stopped talking, but that doesn't mean you have to. Join us and the rest of the AA fam on our website at animaanimus.co.uk to connect and continue the conversation within our forum spaces. Please do drop me what your thoughts were on this episode. You can even submit any voice notes, ideas, or stories that you'd like me to share on the show. You can also find all the links we've mentioned in this episode in the show notes available on our website. And I would be so, so grateful if you could help me make this show become more discoverable for others by leaving a five-star review on your favorite episode and a social media handle I can contact you with because I would love to connect and thank you all personally. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Thank you so much again for coming through and for listening. I really appreciate you joining this journey with me in driving discussions and creating positive industry change. Once again, I want to send you all mad, mad love. And until next week, this was the Anima Animas podcast with Chelsea now signing out. <laughs>